Hi everyone and welcome back to your enjoy to <laughs> to the morning ramble, but it's not morning. It's three twenty-seven, and I'm being prepped for what could be the inevitable. You know, it, it, you always have to like when changes are happening. You always have to bring it back. I'm just going to bring things back to the practical. That's what we're needing to do. I hope y'all can. Do look at it practically. This is there's always preparing going on, you know, and like that. There's always preparing that is going on, and I'm talking about finances again. And we know, even if we look at the market and whenever we're having something that's going on with the government, it affects the market. That's common, but. This is a major event, especially with the president, and we have to look at it both ways. And we have to look at it practically, find what people want and don't want. We still have to look at it practically. And let's look at the economy in the worst case scenario. But I want to talk mostly about the market and what everybody, I know money is being moved around. I already know that, that money, people are, this has been not just starting the days, like for weeks now, people have been preparing. And moving money around, getting things right for them financially. And we know that if Biden wins, a lot of people says that he has, a lot of people say it's yet to be seen, but we know if that does happen, that there's going to be that tax raising on the wealthy, people that make 400000 a year or more, up to or a million dollar tax the, the people that are in the million dollar range having that tax raising, I'm pretty sure they're getting prepared for that and they will be just fine like that. I'm pretty sure they've been prepping for that and having their advisors telling them what they can expect. I feel also that with the economy, that what would be probably most affected is people that have small businesses. A lot of them could be worried for some reason. Well, for the reason that they've calculated into what will be happening because of the, especially with the, I don't feel that small businesses will be affected as much as people are fearing if the economy is completely open up. And a lot of people say, say that the, the economy that, that we're in a lockdown or a shutdown, I go out freely. I don't want to say that too quickly because that could change and we never know what changes are going to come. But I go out freely and things have been working as usual and normal for now. Like that things could change just like they changed early 2020. And so then, of course, small businesses will be affected because they don't have all the money that big business corporations have to stay afloat, even though the big business corporations will be paying the have the tax raise on them like that. And but they they've been preparing for this. They've known that this will come. And I'm pretty sure, as I stated, that they will be fine like that is most definitely the people that have small business businesses and things like that. That could be affected because they wouldn't be able to prepare as much as big business corporations will like that. So that's what could potentially happen, you know, and I'm trying to check something quickly first
quickly here. So, according to data from the Census Bureau Annual Survey of Entrepreneurs, employer firms with fewer than 500 workers employed 46.8% of private sector payrolls in 2016. Employer firms with fewer than 100 workers employed 33.4%. So, it would be where the small business was considered as a small business, business which provides the most jobs. would be more than likely because they don't have the money that big business corporations have and they're employing the majority of the people could be the ones that can kind of take the hit like that more than those that are going to have the tax raise that are big business corporations that's what i'm feeling that's what i think honestly will happen those of you where, where you have a job and you you could be kind of safe if you work for a big business or corporation unless they decide to downsize. But and then you could potentially lose your job. I'm pretty sure. All this year, they may have been giving people that big business corporations to prepare themselves. They're going to make up for the money that raising their taxes, raising the tax. They are going to prepare for this and make up for the money. I'm pretty sure they were offering people packages to of lump sum of money that had years with the company and had pretty decent positions. Okay, you have the option of taking this money now. And voluntarily resigning and moving on, or and we'll give you this big package, financial package, or you have the option of continuing. And when things get hot and we need to let you go, we are going to cut down a percentage of what that leaving voluntarily package would have been like that, and it would be cut down significantly. Don't quote me on this, but this is what I'm feeling. That's pretty. I'm pretty sure that was happening all this year, like that. Because the big business corporations are going are gonna to be prepared. It's not going to hit them and they're going to be surprised. They're never surprised. Now, is, so that could be what's happening most definitely. So those of you that work for big business corporations, I'm pretty sure they've already done that at your job. Downsizing, things like that. Or knowing what they're going to do if they decide to even downsize. I don't feel like a lot of them will downsize. I don't with big business corporations. I do not. And let's look at this. Think about the market. I think what will most be hit is people that are small business, that businesses that employ a lot of people like that. It could be where they take the hit because it will be where if the average person isn't able to work due to a lockdown, being due to laid off like that. Okay. That means that like if you go to McDonald's or something and you don't have the money now because your job, they cut your hours or something. They will be mostly affected. Big business corporations, they've been planning this for a hell a long time like that. So, because I most definitely know that money is being moved around and things like that. And people have their bases covered that have the money to cover that. Now, let's look at the market and things like that. People have most definitely been sitting on ready, on ready for the market. A lot of people are wanting a market crash and a market crash isn't always a bad thing because when you invest in the stock market, and I don't know a lot about the stock market. I already told you all I have an accountant. I do invest, but I don't know what the hell is going on, but I know they're doing it right because I'm not damn going broke like that, but I need to learn it for the next four years. It'll be a lot about me learning 
more and taking that those types of things in my own hands. So this is going to be good for me no matter who wins the presidency. Remember, I'm making it practical. No matter who wins, I'm most definitely going to start looking and seeing exactly what they're doing and learning as much as I can and making time to do that. A lot of people are wanting that invest in the stock market. They are wanting a market crash because a market crash isn't always negative because when the market crash, that means that the big business corporations, their shares are going to be cheaper. I know that much. And a lot of people are going to buy because they know it's going to raise again. And that could be big bucks when they sell things like that. So they're hoping for that market crash, you know, is, and they think that this is a good time period because of what's happening with the election, where the market they think is doing pretty well like that financially, financially. A lot of people even looking at things that is what I was told. I was also told those of you that invest in the stock market to always keep it at 40% cash. So if the market does go down or crash, you could buy up everything. And when it raises again, you know, you can sell and it's most definitely reinvest and it's most definitely going to be very profitable and beneficial like that. So a lot of people is, they're looking at it more on the practical of how and what the outcome would be. And Financially, all of them are not looking at, at it as a as a negative thing like that. You know, is what I'm getting. Is what the word is that is out, and is what I'm being told by the people that work on my behalf. Not having any size with who win, not being emotionally connected with anybody, but looking at it from the financial and the practicality of what can happen. The only thing that would affect anything greatly of what would happen if, if these shutdowns and mandatory shutdowns, because then people can't work, you know, and then people are likely to, unless you have stockpiles of food, you'll be likely to maybe starve or something like that. Is what I'm getting. Is what I'm being told. I'm looking down at something. That's why I'm like not sounding as plugged in and talking as smoothly as I usually. I'm looking at something. I'm actually looking at something. And I know that I was also told to do something. And I did my own research after I was told by somebody that works on my behalf. I did my own research to see if. That's the route that I want to go. And it's most definitely something that I should have been doing in the beginning because it's going to save a lot of money. And I was talking about this last week when I was talking about family income and generational income. A lot of people even are, before I get in that, a lot of people are not expecting much to change no matter who the president is. They feel that because they feel if Biden wins, the Senate is going to stay red. If Trump wins, so nothing is going to change. And if Trump wins, nothing is going to change because the House will stay blue. So it's like, is they don't feel that, they feel that everything kind of balances itself out, accounts itself out. This is from a financial standpoint like that. So I don't know. I don't know. I've been reassured that it could be kind of positive. 
I've been told that it could be kind of positive. Is what I've been told. Like that. Everybody looking at, at a financial, more of a financial, from a financial standpoint. And I know with the economy, they were saying that, you know, what Biden plans to do for the poor, you know, talk is cheap until it's actually done. So we don't know as it relates to that with the economy. What we know is that if they continue with lockdowns or if they have the mandatory lockdown, people can't go to work. Small business will most definitely have to shut down because they'll be losing money, and that can most definitely affect the economy. Because the money stops circulating, the economy is most definitely affected. The people that are wealthy aren't going to be as affected as people are thinking or they are hoping. Mm -mm. I just don't see it. I just don't see that the people that are wealthy in that 1%, the top 1%, people making over $400,000 a year, I don't see them being as affected by the economy shutting down or Biden winning the presidency. I'm not affected negatively. I don't. I just don't. A lot of people are saying that if Biden wins, that the stock market will go up. I feel that there are going to be a lot of wealthy people in the next four years or people will become wealthier. I do. Because a lot of people are starting to invest as a full-time job. A lot of people are actually thinking that going onto, into the energy of becoming full-time investors and not working like that is what I'm getting, is what the word that is out is, is what I'm getting with that. You know? Because I feel that no amount of taxing the wealthy, nobody wants to get rid of the wealthy. The government most definitely does it because that's where the tax money comes in. Because they're the ones that can pay the money. Because they have it. And that's how the government actually functions with other people's money. So the wealthy are always going to be like, they always have time to prepare. They are the most valued in society, if you believe it or not. Because they're the one that they have the money. They're the one that or they keep the government wealthy. That's why they tax them, because that's more money for them. And it can trickle down, and then the rest of the people can get crumbs, and they can say, yeah, tax the rich, tax the wealthy. It's never going to make you equal to the rich or the wealthy. Don't think that. And it's never really going to affect the rich or the wealthy. They have so many people that... There, if, what will happen with the stock market is that if the market crashes, that means that... that Big business corporation is going to sell their stock, shares, sell shares in their company cheaper. A lot of people are hoping that's going to happen because they're going to buy it up because they know that that company's stock is going to go up and that's a big win for the company and the person that owns the shares in the company. Like that. So we have to see. You know,
I feel that the only way Biden would be not good for the economy is that because I feel that it would affect small businesses. And they employ the most of the people. I feel that if you are a big business or corporation or have some type of high power position in one, I don't feel that you're going to be affected much. Because even if their taxes go up, the people that make a lot of income, they have investments, they have their stock portfolios, they have other means of making money. A lot of these people can retire like that. They have multiple streams of income and they have all their assets protected like that. It just causes people that have more money to get more serious about their finances and what they're doing with it. Because what I was advised to do, which I should have been doing, but I was just advised to do this today by the people that work on my behalf, the person that work on my behalf financially is I give a lot of money to the family. I do that a lot to do it so as a gift so that I won't have to, so that it will be calculated tax wise instead of giving them just free money like that to do it and have a record of it to go ahead and do it even with inheritances putting in the children's name what i'm going to leave them and things like that anytime i give money even to help family out or anything like that make sure that making sure that i am having record of that, and it's most definitely going to be a save and a win-win for me. Now, think about a person like me knowing that what the people with real money already know and what they're already doing and what they've already prepared for. They're not going to be able to affect it as we think. I think that it would be more, I think that this could be a, a like, it's going to be a money grab, especially people that invest in stock, they're like sitting already like this, like that. So I'm going to read this to you all. Somebody just sent me an email and she stated, Aileen, I'm going to, it's 345 and I just got your email and I'm going to read it. And it states, hello, the audio on the My Take On It podcast are always very bad. It goes in and out with patches where Mel is not heard and all the whole sentences are missed. Okay, so I don't know what's going on with the audio. The last couple of days, a lot of people are saying that they can't hear me. Hopefully you all can hear. Let me turn it up louder. Sometimes I think that I'm screaming, but a lot of people say that they can't hear. I don't know what it is like that. So I'm going to read this real quick. Some wealthy Americans are already prepping their finances for a Joe Biden presidency. This was from October 24th like that. And here's how. One San Francisco accountant finishes every client conversation with a discussion about what a Biden administration can mean for portfolios. I was just lightly speaking in mind, but I'm going to have a full-fledged meeting next week to talk about this and what it can signify whether Biden win or Trump win. This next four years is going to be very different as it relates to finances and building wealth. And I think it's going to be very positive like that for some people and not what other people expect that. One San Francisco, okay. One San Francisco accountant finishes every client conversation with a discussion about what a Biden administration can mean for portfolios. San Francisco accountant Scott Holt had a client who was planning to stretch the sale of founder shares in a tech sector company over a three-year period. Instead, the client compromised, and this is from the Market Watch, for those of you that want to read along with it. Instead, the client compressed the installment sale into a one-shot transaction this month. What accelerated the deal? That's the question. 
The 2020 presidential race, that's what, assuming all else was equal, that was the driver of the choice at Hope, principal of the accounting firm, Y Blue. Right now, Hope's client, worth between 10 million and 20 million, will be taxed on capital gains at a rate of 23.8%. If Democratic candidate Joe Biden beats President Donald Trump and Democrats retain the House of Representatives and flip the Senate, that client could have potentially been staring at a 39.6% tax rate and in two out of the installment sales three years. Okay. The compressed transaction then could have saved the client approximately $320,000 in taxes on the $6 million sale. The seller for sure was motivated, and the buyer had the withdrawal to pay the full price up front sale. That's what's being happened. That's what's been being prepared for, and that's how it's being prepared for. They're really not going to lose much. And if they do, it will be minimum as it relates to what they'll gain in the upcoming years, like that. And by this tax plan, will put in the government knows that it's just that they tax so that because that's how the money the government gets money like that. And they have to tax the people that have the money. You will not be raising taxes on somebody that is broke. Like <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. But the one the, that one percent of those between within that four hundred thousand to a million dollars a year range, it they're not as affected as people think like that. And where they are affected, what they do is work it out. Those that are big business corporations where it really trickles down and the average person can become affected. Like that is what it is. They're going to balance those books. Now, Biden's tax plan will put the marginal rate for top earners back at the Obama's, Obama era 39.6% rate up from the current 37% rate. That 39.6% rate would apply to the capital gains of people who earn more than $1 million. Is one aspect of a tax proposal where the top 1% of earners would pay for almost 80% of the increase in taxes, according to the budget model for the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School of Business, because they have the most money, most definitely, but they are never blocked from earning money because if they're blocked from earning money, and to restrict it, where would the government get its money? It can't depend on the poor or the middle class and raise their taxes like that. So I think that people that are High earners are the most valued because that's where the government gets their money from. They're valued more, even if they're being taxed or whatever. They balance it out. It's balanced out. Watch it, and you'll see like that, and it doesn't hurt them. They will balance those books or orchestrate things where the average person will be hurt and not knowing where the hurt is coming from, then them being hurt like that. So don't miss possible. Okay, that's not what I want to read. Either way, though, many of America's affluent household and the experts who advise them are waiting. Yeah. And preparing. Hope finishes every client conversation with a discussion about what a Biden administration can mean for portfolios versus a second Trump term. One Illinois financial planning firm has carried out approximately 50 Roth IRA conversions this year with an eye on the election. And they were talking about, even though, and, and I know that I was also being told that by someone that works on my behalf, that even though the economy isn't doing too well and the, and the, and the real estate is going to become, housing is going to become more affordable, a lot of people are going to be investing in real estate. This is, is like, I think this is going to be kind of like a buyer's market. I feel that a lot of people are going to be getting wealthy, wealthier. I do. I feel that a lot of people are going to be getting wealthier and more wealth means more tax for the government and the richer the government becomes. 
I don't know where that'll leave people with small business. I don't know where that'll leave people with the poor. It depends on whatever is supposed to be enacted as it relates to the poor, if it's actually enacted. Actions speak loudly. Now, in Houston, Scott Bishop, executive vice president at STW Wealth Management, has fielded election-related calls and emails from half his clients in the past two months. Bishop's liberal-leaning clients want to hear about potential opportunities and tend to downplay the idea of new tax rules offending their finances. As for Bishop's conservative-leaving clients, they think this is going to hell in a handbasket and want to get ready to quickly lock in rates and minimize tax exposure if Biden wins. Bishop, who recalls talking down one client who wanted to sell everything when Trump won in 2016, counsels everyone to thinking things through. I try to get them to act to not act on their biases, he told Market Watch. To not make emotional decisions, basically. I know that somebody was telling me to buy up something. I'm gonna not gonna state what it is. And because it would have gotten me to a certain percent with what I already had as an investment. And I feel, and that's why I'm reading up and trying to get second and third opinions because I feel that it would be an emotional decision. And that, that suggestion was based on the climate that we're in right now. Like that. And a lot of people are most definitely hoping for a market crash because the market always fluctuates. It's going to come back. That's what people are thinking. And when it's, it crashes, as I stated, that's when people buy stock cheaper in hopes that it's going to rise again. And they could be big winners when they sell. You know, they can be like that. You know. And a lot of people want that stimulus stimulus passed through also that investing stock. Like that. Even though it's on capital gains now, we may pay 20% more in capital gains with Biden. But it's still going to average out and balance out. Especially people that are doing long-term investments are going to balance out and, and, and average out for them more. Is it unfair that wealthy Americans are availing themselves of tax rules that work to their advantage? We're working in the boundaries that are given to us, Hope said, echoing a point numerous sources made to market watch. Tax rules are written to discourage or encourage all discourage or encourage all sorts of activity, he said, like a lower capital gains rate, yeah, to promote financial investments. When law when law mark when lawmakers want to change our behavior, the code evolves. Yeah. They change the plan, they reorchestrate to balance it out and average it out where there's still a win and not a great loss or hit. The Biden campaign couldn't be react reached for comment. Below a description of three ways affluent Americans are taking the tax planning bull by the horns weeks ahead of the election. Estate planning. Now, this is what some my person was telling me that I need to do and focus on for the next four years, no matter who wins. And that this most definitely is a good time to expand it, continue it, get more serious with it. Americans will inherit $765 billion this year in gifts and bequests. And that sum would generate $16 billion in taxes, according to New York University law professor Lily Batchelor, who says that's barely a 2% effective tax rate. 
The Republicans' tax overhaul of late 2017 elevated the threshold at which the 40% federal gift and state and a state exemption phase, exemption phases out starting in 2018. The exemption level went from 5.45 million to 11.4 million for individuals, 22.8 million for married couples, and it's indexed for inflation. Now, that's what I was told that instead of giving money freely because I'm in Texas and we do have a gift tax is to make sure that I'm doing it that way and turning in that information, that verification, most definitely because it's going to save a lot. It's going to save a lot with taxes. And I'm glad I was told that somebody most definitely making sure I'll be doing it and keeping on me with that. I feel that if no matter who is, it's going to be, people are going to most definitely be looking at finances differently. And it's going to be people that invest, people that have their own business. And I feel that if anybody is, if the economy takes a hit, which is what a lot of people are fearing on the Biden, it would be the small business. manifestation no more practical i don't I, my moon is in capricorn i can't deal with promises and theories and ideas it has to practically manifest or i can't me and it doesn't associate like that now so it says the republicans tax overhaul of 2017 okay we already read that the provision ends in 2025 but observers say biden wants to end it a lot sooner and bring this estate tax back to its historical norm biden also wants to end the so-called step up in basis. This tax rules rule states that if an heir sells an inherited asset like 7,000 shares of Apple, capital gains taxation on any future sale is paid to an asset's value at the time of inheritance, not the date of their original purchase. If an asset appreciates greatly over time, this step up in, this step up in basis saves an heir plenty of capital gains. Michael Whitty, a partner specializing in estate law, at Freeborn and Peters in Chicago is telling his clients to schedule one hour calls with him now to gain out election contingency plans. That's what's happening. I have my meeting next week, most definitely. Because what I'm thinking about doing and proposing is for my children, whatever I get, I'm going to, I feel that I, what I want to do is go ahead and set up their inheritance and whatever I give them while I'm alive, it comes from that money. And see if that works well for me in the long run as it relates to taxes like that. How much to give away and what to give away are some of the topics he said. Whitty wants to have the talk sooner rather than later, especially in light of the fact that lawmakers in the past have been known to make new estate tax rates retroactive. The client who waits after election day and some will wait until towards Thanksgiving well, we're going to be really behind the eight ball to put together a well-prepared, well-documented transfer. The client who waits until the, to after election day and some will wait until towards Thanksgiving. Okay. 
At Playfair Planning in Brooklyn, CEO Kim Bourne is advising clients more than ever to file estate tax returns, even when they don't have to. This gets assets valuations on paper. That's what I was being told and advised also. A move that would ease cost basis determination later on, she said. Bourne clients aren't speeding up gifts right now, but she is recommending they think about loans among family members. A loan doesn't eat into the gift and estate exemption. It can always be converted to a gift later on once planners know the legal landscape. In intra-family loans are a simple way to navigate the uncertainty and to take advantage of the low interest environment, she said. And see, that's what I, I could go back for the last, a lot of last past years and calculate with proof of one my Pisces, my youngest daughter, hell, I'll be tax-free by all the gift and your free money she's received from it. And what I'm going to do is most definitely set up an account, and the money that I give her most definitely be come from that fund, which will be hers after I'm dead. But with what I give to her as it relates to her living, her living experience, expenses, what she gifted with, it'll come out of her inheritance, and I could be taxed like that is what I've been told and what I'm most definitely going to do. The coming election was very critical component, but it wasn't everything that was discussed. When Randy Brown's Naperville, Illinois-based financial advisory firm Model Wealth carried out a promising 50 conversions this year from IRAs to Roth IRAs, investors pay tax on IRA distributions once they start tapping the account. With a Roth IRA, they pay taxes during the contribution, and the money comes out tax-free at distribution. So the reasoning for a Roth account is to avoid a higher tax rate in the future, most definitely. I already know all about Roth and things like that. When Bronze explains the election implications to clients, he's not taking a political stance. That's what I like. That's how it's not explained to me either by the person that runs on my behalf financially. It's not an emotional connection with who wins. It's the practical preparation. And to seeing the benefit of how whoever wins can help you. And it's showing it from both sides. If, if President Trump continues or Biden continues, this is what's going to happen financially. This is how your base will cover. This is how your wealth can grow. Like that is what the approach is. And that's what I like. Capital gains and ordinary income. He's not talking from a political stance on the merits of potential tax hikes, he notes. Focusing on rates, he tells his clients, this is all going up. You may never see it as good as it is now. Okay. Capital gains and ordinary income. Unlike banished rivals for the Democratic presidential nominee, nomination Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, Biden is not proposing a wealth tax on the highest earners, but he does want to reset the top income tax bracket at 39.6%. He also wants the rich to pay more into Social Security. Employers and employees currently pay a combined 12.4% in tax in payroll taxes on the first 137 to 700,000 on employee earn on employee in employee earns. proposal would restart a payroll taxation still at 12.4% at the 400,000 first dollar a person makes. 400,000 first dollar a person makes. And I I've also been hearing that People are wanting guns. Some people are just thinking about taking their money out of the banks. You know, a lot of people could be claiming a lot of dependents, just finding dependents. From, a lot of people that are poor do that. They'll claim other people's dependents if they don't work. If a person doesn't work and they know somebody has a child, they'll claim that person. I know that for a fact that people do that. I, and I've heard that people that, that have, like, some money, they're going to start finding them some dependents. Also, and a lot of them are talking about taking their money out of the bank. 
like that. You know, I know that I I have Summer and Brian, and I've had Brian since he was he's 13 now. I've had him since he was eight months. I've never filed claim him on my taxes. I've had Summer since she was out of the hospital, and she's four years old. I've ne- Brian is 14, excuse me now. I've never claimed her on my test. Uh, uh, we're going to start getting in where we fit in also. And I've been taking care of them by myself with no help from anyone. My responsibility, like that. So, you know, we're going to find, the, our savings are going to be fine for us also. Under circumstances, Stacey Francis, CEO of Francis Financial in Manhattan, says she's telling clients expecting a bonus or other special end-of-year compens- compensation to see if they can arrange for the money to arrive by the end of this year and not at the start of next year. Capital gains rates are another consideration. Biden will raise the capital gains rate to 39.6% for people making at least one million that would go up from 23.8 percent which is the 20 percent rate plus the 3.8 net investment income tax that's nearly doubling the tax bite for higher earners francis pointed out and it could have repercussions for people with large transactions coming up for example if a family needs to sell off a broker's account because of an upcoming college tuition bill or house purchase francis said it makes sense to do that sooner than later okay so people are liquidating now it's also if you know that you are going to have to sell investments in the next year or so that we recommend you do that now versus later. Francis is not advising investors with long-term positions and goals to contemplate sell-offs now. Election day is 2020. Election day 2020 is uncertain, but the uncertainty only increases from that point forward. Ten years from now, the tax landscape is so uncharted, Francis said. It's only if you know what know that you're going to have to sell investments in the next year or so that we recommend you do that now versus later. We can only protect what we know about. Broader tax rules are one way to generate more revenue. Another is making sure taxpayers are paying all their taxes to begin with. The 2020 presidential campaign comes with an increasingly short-staffed internal revenue service auditing fuel returns. The agency data show the IRS audited 1.73 million returns, almost 1% of all returns in fiscal year 2010. The IRS audited just over 770,000 returns in fiscal year 2019, which is fewer than 0.5%. Figures like former Treasury Secretary Lawrence Summers, a Biden campaign advisor, says the IRS could reap an extra $535 billion if it bought audit rates back to their level of 10 years ago and trained its focus on the super rich. See, they're going out after that 1% that aren't going to become poor because if they become, the government doesn't want them to become poor because then where's the money? Who the hell are you going to tax after that? You know, it, it, it makes me, from what I was told, but I had like a mini meeting. I had a full meeting next week. It was because I didn't have that much time to talk. It was, it, it makes me not, it makes me really want to focus on my money, even though I'm not in this 1% like that. It makes me not want to give anybody anything. And focus on every dollar and invest it all like that. And have it secured and have it protected. That's what it makes me want to do, no matter who's the president. But this is what the energy financial is making me want to do like that. This summer, this summer, the IRS announced it will be launching hundreds of new artists of high net worth individuals. Around the same time, Biden unveiled a plan for universal preschool and higher caregiver pay. The campaign says it's a $775 billion plan underwritten in part by increased tax compliance for higher income earners. So that's how they're going to fund that, the universal preschool. I hope not. 
because some people like to truly be homeschooled by teachers that they are choosing. So nothing should be mandatory, universal about school, period. A person's decision whether to send a child to school is a person's decision whether to send a child to school, be it public or private or home. Those are personal decisions. It should not be used and made governmental decisions just so you could tax somebody and get money that you say is going towards that. Is it really like that? Is tax attorney Cameron Hess expects both parties to support increased high net worth audits. Political attitudes about the RS audit rate swing like a pendulum, said Hess. A partner at the California-based law firm Wagner, Kirkman, Blaine, Consmore, and Humans. At one point, starting around the 1990s, the IRS was seen as too aggressive. Perhaps there's more support by Democrats than Republicans, but there is a push, push to swing the pendulum back the other way. Now it's a question of whether the IRS is doing enough. Perhaps there's more support by Democrats than Republicans. Looking ahead to Election Day and beyond, Hetz has been telling clients and tax business colleagues how important it is for them to have access to permanent records related to the cost of, the capital ass- of their capital assets. That's something the IRS has become increasingly curious about. When Hobbs talks to clients about the election, one thing he's doing is flagging the potential for an audit. Specifically, Hope is making sure that he knows about all the offshore accounts a client may have or if the client has a cryptocurrency holding he might otherwise be unaware of. Hope says that he's already meticulous in his documentation, but still, we can only protect what we know about like that. Now, even with offshore accounts, I was thinking about that also, and I'm going to ask about that next week. Having offshore accounts. Also, a lot of people are thinking about, you know, because offshore accounts are legal. You know, is... Is where or buying real estate also in different countries, investing in other countries and things like that. Is where some people are, I think a lot over the next four years, we're gonna have a lot of wealthy people that are people that are gonna come into some type of wealth, but they won't be poor and coming into wealth. I think these are people that are already investing, they're waiting to see what the market is gonna do. They want it to crash so they can buy in and they know what the outcome is gonna be, or they most definitely know the outcome that they're hoping for. And a lot of people are gonna be retired and live it all. Dividends, living out investments, things like that. That's what I believe is going to happen. I do. I do. And it could happen no matter who the president is. I think that that's what the United States is going to go towards and where to get economically before to get anywhere extremely different economically. I feel that we'll have a lot of wealthy people or people on their way to higher wealth that are closing down their companies, closing down their businesses because they hit it big and they're living off their investments in multiple streams of income. That's what I believe is going to happen. I could be wrong. Now it's a question of whether the IRS is doing, okay, looking ahead to election day, telling his clients, tax business colleagues, how important it is for them to have Access to permanent records. We already read that. Okay. Now, so that's what I believe is going to happen. You all can think differently, but that's that's what I believe is going to happen from a practical outlook. Everything is yet to be seen because we don't know anything yet like that. Bye.